What's up, people? Guess what? It's another episode of The Giants Guys. It's that podcast that you love to hate, and we are back. Not only are we back on YouTube, we are back on Twitter, folks. So now I've got two channels for you people that I love so much. Um, and thanks for watching and tuning in to another episode of The Giants Guys. Um, I already see, you know, Joseph Clark and Mark Thompson in the room. So thanks, guys, for jumping on early. Um, we, we, of course, the Giants Guys is brought to you by Play Pickup. Make sure you go to nygiantsrush.com and play your favorite Giants props today. Uh, you can't go wrong, basically, because there's so much to lose. It's really hard to lose on these props right now because everything's going in the Giants' favor. Um, we're back in the lab. I've got, of course, the truth. I've got Mikey Fresh, and the first time I got Mr. Payne himself, Zane. What's going on? Glad um, to be here. Yeah. I, I, how are you guys all doing? Everybody's good. Oh, look, you got your espresso going. All right, Double espresso. <laughs> it's a special. It's a special night. For- Boom. It is a special night here, guys. Um, we appreciate you dropping in the lab with us and hanging out uh, live on Twitter, live on YouTube, gentlemen. The New York Giants season is finally over. Uh, it was a rough, rough, rough year. Um, today, we've got some breaking news, which we're going to cover in a couple minutes about Joe Judge. We already know about um, about Gettle. You're right over there, True. Listen, yeah, I'm okay. Off. A little bit of a we, we need you for the draft, Michael Stewart. <laughs> so don't keel over just yet. Um, <laughs> the season ends. It's four and thirteen, uh, gentlemen. It's it's been some of the worst football I have ever seen. I've I've played a lot of football. I've coached a lot of football. I've covered a lot of football. It's some of the worst football um, I've ever seen. The Giants are very you know they're dysfunctional from the top down. Today was definitely a uh, a swift strike on Joe Judge. Yesterday we got the retirement from from Dave Gettleman. Um, and I will tell you that I feel better today than I did yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. I felt, I felt guys, I felt a little like I was being played a little bit again. So we're going to kind of, we're not even really going to get into, you know, uh, uh, Giants, Washington. There's really not a lot to say, you know, <laughs> there's, there's really not, there's, there wasn't really much of a game there except for one nice, you know, throw wide open that from through to uh to Slayton. There's really not a whole lot to talk about. So if you if you want to recap Washington <clears throat> Giants, you know, hit me up on Twitter. We can always break open the all 22 film and 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 we can do it that way. But for for this purpose only, we've got a couple things that we want to talk about. Actually a lot of things. Guys, I'm gonna do something called a two minute drill. I want to kind of give you guys each two minutes, I'm gonna put you on the clock and I just want you to kind of recap a little bit on on what you thought of maybe something good. I know that's hard. Something good, something bad in the season. And I'm and I'm going to have to cut you up at two minutes because I, I want you to I want you to stick to the two minute mark so we don't go you know chasing you know rabbits down the down the rabbit hole. All right. So um, here's your here's your two minute drill. Everybody gets two minutes. First of 2021. Let's recap it. Michael Stewart, if you're not going to die on me, um, uh, I'm, I'm starting you on the clock right now. Give me the best and the worst of 2021. Okie dokie. Okay, the best. Andrew Thomas. I think he took. I think he took another step towards being a a, a legit left tackle. 
Uh, Ojolari, he had a pretty good rookie year. I think he finished with eight sacks this year. Uh, and also uh, the X-Man, McKinney. I think he also took a next step up. So you got three young players right there that you could build around. Now for the worst, and this will be quick, uh, the total lack of production by the offense. That was that was probably the most pathetic offense I've seen since the 70s. Wait, so, you, did all, you did all that in 38 seconds. <laughs> Excellent. We could divvy so, up the rest I give, of the time. I give fresh yeah. more time. I give yeah, yeah. You yield, you yield, you yield to the, the speaker from New Jersey. Um, the time. Yeah. All right, Mikey Fresh, give me uh, – I'm putting you on the clock. I'm not actually giving you the truth's time. That's um, fine. <laughs> I, I'd like to know – give me – you know, again – it was a difficult year, Fresh, right? Just recap it a little bit. I mean, two minutes is longer than you think. Recap a, a couple of things that maybe surprised you were good. And then, of course, the obvious, you know, you could pick a thousand things out of the bag. About bad, you're on the clock. Cool. Um, what we'll do is we'll start with the positives because there isn't that many of them. Um, start with the good. We have the fifth and the seventh overall pick because of the way that we and the Bears finished the season. And we have a ton of draft capital. Um, also, the good, you touched on it. Um, specifically with Andrew Thomas and Xavier McKinney. McKinney was hurt last year as a rookie and didn't play until the end of the year. And he only played a handful of games. Mm -hmm. Thomas was healthy last year. So we played all 16 games last year, or mo most of the games last year. He may have missed some, so my apologies. In their, each of them respectively, in the first eight games that they each played, they looked like complete draft busts of epic proportions. And then in the second, since that moment, from Thomas, for Thomas it was the middle of last season, and for Xavier McKinney it was probably October of this year. From the time that they each got eight games under their 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 uh their feet wet they look like absolute studs that they could be elite level players at their position so that's positive moving forward aside from that there's not much so now we go to the negative coming into the year we all said this is a make or break season for daniel jones you got we, 30 seconds <laughs> we sit here right we sit here right now and we're really in no different position than we were last year last year we we needed to get him a better line we needed to get him weapons this year because of all of the injuries and the way that the season unfolded, we still didn't get like a true full season evaluation of Daniel Jones. So uh, there still needs to be decisions to be made there. The coaching staff, um, as it turns out, we'll probably get on that in a little touch on that in a little bit. But top to bottom, it was a disappointment. We were all excited about it and it, it just fell through. Um, players that were drafted the previous two seasons that were supposed to take steps forward didn't Five happen. Seconds. Uh, and all in all, the results, it's a results driven business and you go with four and 13, you know, there's plenty, plenty of, uh, of blame to go around. Uh, you were over by eight seconds, just so you know. <laughs> Deal. Well, he's still got the truth time, right? We're it's true. Yeah, it's true. All right. So, so Zane, you know, you, uh, you're new to the crew. Let's get a nice, strong opinion out of you. Um, and, and, and for, and just so you know, I want to uh, Daniel, Dan, you know, Danny's in the room. Joe's in the room. Kevin, Kevin, Max in the room. You know, uh, Mark's in the room. We got guys rolling in here. Thanks, guys. I'm going to get to your questions in a little bit. Just hang in there. Um, invite some friends to hang out with us. Um, Zane, it's a tough year to recap because pretty much everything that you wanted to have happen didn't happen, right? And 
And the things that did happen, most of them, nine out of 10 of them were bad, right? Like, like, you know, there were some really large things that, that impacted the giants this year and all of them were bad, you know, like Mike, I think Michael Stewart and Mikey fresh both touched on, uh, you know, uh, McKinney and Thomas being like the only two shining spots. And it really has got a lot of, a lot of truth to that. There wasn't a whole lot of extra things. So I love to hear your perspectives. You know, you're new in the room and you're going to bring some fresh takes. Um, put you on the clock, just, you know, whatever, however you want to roll, roll you know, like whether you do an overarching, you know, what happened in 21, you know, or if you want to do players, but I, I I'd love to hear your, uh, your take. So, uh, you are now officially on the clock. Awesome. So I think the fellas have already hit on the positive as far as personnel goes. I heard Ojolari in there. He flashed. Not in love with him. I still think that first step is a little slow, but it'll get better with time, right? Rookie season, dysfunctional organization, questionable locker room based off what players are saying from numerous sources. So as far as good goes, there's a handful of players. But I think the best thing that happened this season is twofold. Joe Judge's rant. And then Joe Judge's offense, which ran two QB snakes on second and third down. And the reason that is good for me is that is what seals his fate. The amount of backlash that took place across the sports world at that point. Aaron Rodgers was shitting on McAfee's uh, show today on the podcast about the Giants. He took a shot at us. Every player took a shot at us. What did Rodgers say? Rodgers said that he would never run. They were asking a question about what he would do in the scenario. And he just took a jab that, well, I'll tell you what I would never do. I'll never run a sneak on third and something backed up on my own four because that wouldn't fly. So yeah, that, That's exactly what he said. He was like, right. if Matt called that in, that would not fly. Right. I well, mean, Matt, what if what if Jake Fromm was his quarterback? Still wouldn't. Jake Fromm could have walked it for all I care. I'm playing. Uh, but, but at that point, that's the best thing that happened, in my opinion, because the whole organization from top down needs a complete wash, and that was the start of it. The amount of backlash – is part of it. Apparently, Steve Tisch has finally woken up and got his voice going and working and flew over from Hollywood. And he's kind of the push, apparently, <laughs> that got Joe Judge out the door um, from, from what I'm hearing. So my, my good is actually a bad. The, the bad is turning into the good, where I feel like we're going to get, hopefully, a little bit of a cleanse and do this thing the right way. Love it. Love it. And you and you have 15 seconds left for me. Um, so I'll, I'll just kind of recap the years. Like I had a lot of high expectations because on paper, the giants looked like they were a team that was going to be able to compete. Maybe, you know, we, we went into the year with this, you know, tens, you know, tens, ten the floor was our kind of our, you know, our, our mantra because on paper, they looked like a good team. And ever since, you know, camp, the team just fell apart one by one by one. I think overall, you know, the, the best thing that we got out of it was, in a time of turmoil, you did have a couple players show that they wanted to play ball. And I don't, and as much as McKinney had a really nice year, I kind of got a bad taste in my mouth when he dropped that interception this week, because it felt to me more like, um, and I can't even put my finger on it, but I know fresh says he has the potential of being an elite player. An elite player would have made that interception. Like it almost looked like he didn't want to try that much more to hold on to that ball. Like he seems a little flashy. If it's a too hard of a play, he doesn't want to put that much effort into it. He reminds me of a business decision guy. Like, hey, I don't want to get hurt. Uh, if I drop this, no big deal. So I'm not overly enthused 
uh, with McKinney as much as a lot of people are. He's talented as can be, but I think if he really put 100% into playing safety, he could be the best safety in football. But I don't see that, you know, that out of him. You know what I'm saying? And I know that probably sounds a little far-fetched because we have mm-hmm. a guy that, you know, catches, you know, interceptions, which is rare, you know. Um, whoa, hang on. What did I just do? Oh, sorry. Um, hit the wrong button. Uh, the other thing is, is but Thomas and Ojolari to me are young guys that have nothing, you know, nowhere to go but up, right? I think with the right coaching, McKinney will go up. And there's a handful of other guys, even like a guy like Roche who just comes in out of nowhere, has some potential. So you found you some guys. Roche. Yeah, like you found the guy, you know, in, in, these, in this, you know, mm-hmm. so there, there's a, some small little wins. But overall, I mean, it's a disappointment because I thought this entire team lacked effort just from, from top to bottom. So Yeah, I, I think we've talked about it before too. Gettleman has hit a couple of singles in the draft and he's brought in a couple of B and C role players, but it's equated to four, five, and six win seasons because he hasn't hit the home run that we needed. He hasn't Correct. gotten a immediate like franchise-changing caliber no. player. You know what, Fresh? You and I and the truth have talked about this numerous times that – the number one problem with the New York Giants is that they have gone out to draft B-level players in every franchise needs three, four, sometimes five A-level playmakers. You know, when you look at the Steelers and you look how T.J. Watt wrecks, a, you know, wrecks, a, wrecks an offense, right, or Chandler Jones, or on the offensive side, these guys um, like like Adams or, or, uh, or Hill, these guys are just massive playmakers, and the Giants don't have, don't have playmakers. So they're never going to be able to, you know, be an elite team unless they have playmakers. So now, now you're talking about the scouting. So maybe the yeah. new GM will see that, and we could see changes in the scouting department. Yeah, I agree. I just overall, we were just talking about recapping. The, one of the other sides of this is that the players we thought were going to be players, yeah, once once again turned out not to be players. All right, guys. So I will say this, and I want to make sure I say this to wrap up this type of this season. It was terrible, and we can bash it to death. There's so many other things to talk about because we have Gettleman to cover and we have Judge to cover. But one thing I'd like to say and maybe get your quick opinion on it is um, whether you love Daniel Jones or you hate Daniel Jones, the first thing that we have found out, guys, correct me or not, um, we found out that, one, that, you know, what the – major differences between from and Glennon and Jones, right? Yeah. I mean, Jones made, I mean, the offense is, is an abomination, right? So even though you, a lot of people don't like Jones, think about what Jones did with that <laughs> offense. And then when you take, when you, when you subtract Jones from that offense and put in Glennon or put in from look how bad it is. What yeah. does that say? about the quality of Daniel Jones. And again, you don't have to love him, but look at the difference between the guy who can make plays and the guy who can't. Uh, Fresh, what's your thought? Have you changed your thought process at all on Jones after seeing what unfolded? No, I haven't changed because of that. Um, You know, what does it say about Jones? What does it say about Glennon and Fromm, quite frankly? I I didn't think the drop-off would be as significant as it was when they were going into uh, Glennon from Jones, and I was flat-out wrong. Um, but I think that when you have dysfunction around a quarterback by that bad offensive schemes, poor offensive line play, um, you know, these quarterbacks, 
if you're not a top quarterback in the league, like you're just not going to thrive. You're going to, you're you're going to fall on your face. So as far as it goes with Jones, like I, you know, I've, we've said this a lot. If you could take a big swing at a Russell Wilson, I would do that. Otherwise I'm, I'm running it back with Jones and building through the draft. So. Uh, Zane, real quick, any, any thoughts on Jones after seeing what unfolded before he was there and after he was there? I like, I like Jones. Uh, I don't think he's the guy, but I like him. Seems like a good guy. Very tough, hard-nosed. I'm not going to question his toughness. You know, kid puts it all out there. Uh, but we've seen no growth. Uh, three three years, he still can't hit intermediate. Uh, still doesn't really get past his first read. I don't think coaches put him in a good position. Um, I'm with Mikey Fresh on this. Unless you can get something really, really nice like a Russell, maybe, you know, as much as Aaron Rodgers made fun of us today, maybe he can be swayed if Green Bay falls apart. Deshaun Watson's really my guy, but that all-field stuff isn't going to fly. Um, but unless you get a, a guy like that, Jones then becomes your stopgap. You still have him under contract. There's no reason to trade him. No one's going to give you anything for him, really. So he becomes your stopgap if you want to move on. Make the team better. I believe he can be top 15. Top 15 will get you somewhere. No, no one's got number one, number two, number three guy. Top 15 will at least put you somewhere to get to that next step. Right now, we're at the bottom. Yeah, that's, that's very true. If you could have a top 15 quarterback, he'd get you to the playoffs and a great defense will win you a championship. Good have a chance. Truth, any, any, any um, thought to Jones after you saw, like, what he was doing with a crappy offense and then you didn't know how crappy it was until you had a bad quarterback? Well, uh, to be honest, I, it was not a shock to me after he went down that the Giants just totally did not win a single game after that. Um, that just shows you that we, you know, we do need a good backup quarterback definitely this year. Uh, and I still have faith in Jones. Um, I know some of you guys don't, but I do. And I think if you put a wall in front of him and really give him a chance with a good offensive line, I think he will make the top 15. Like Zane said, I think he's good enough to be a top 15 quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I actually compare him a lot to Ryan Tannehill. And I know like a lot of guys don't like Ryan Tannehill. The cat threw four touchdowns this weekend. I mean, like, you know, since he's come to Tennessee, they've they've created an offense that works to Tannehill's skills. Yeah. Okay? I mean, no, he's not Aaron Rodgers, right? He is not uh, Patrick Mahomes. But but you know what? Tennessee is is a much better team with, with Ryan Tannehill than they were with Marcus Mariota, right? So oh, yeah. if, if Jones can measure up to, to Tannehill, I'd have no problem with it. And as Zane just mentioned, you know, Ryan Tannehill is a top 15 quarterback. So if Jones can get there, I'd have no problem with it. All right. Ryan Tannehill, just to, jump, just to jump in real quick, Ryan yeah, Tannehill is a perfect, perfect example of a good quarterback or good enough quarterback in a really bad situation and what happens. He's a great example of that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm going to recap my year for you in one minute or less. <laughs> this, is what, this is what I saw – this is what I saw this year with the Giants, right? Draft, Tony excitement. Camp, Shepard fight. Cleats, Tony can't find any. <laughs> Tony, hurt, fan fest. Met some really cool people. Galladay, hurt. Gates, broken leg. Martinez, ACL. Peppers, ACL. Jones, concussion. Tony, explosion. Headphones, malfunction. Kenny G, hurt again, Saints win, no touchdowns, no vertical passing. Tony, hurt again. Shepard, <laughs> hurt again. 
Garrett fired Kitchens abomination. QB sneak to set up the punt. Get them and fire. <laughs> that's that's basically what happened in for the Giants in 2021. If you think anything else happened, well, then I probably fell asleep somewhere in between because th- those those bullet points basically summed up pretty much everything that happened. And it's sad to say that it happened, but I am excited, guys, for what direction the team is going to go in because we've got nowhere to go but up. If we can get some young, energetic coaching, if we can get a very cerebral offensive coordinator, you know, like I like to call him an offensive nerd, and, um, you know, a head coach that's not – listen, I, I do – I'm going to bring this up because Zane brought it up, and it's such a great point. I, and, and truth, I said this to you earlier, and I might have said it to you last night on the phone, Mikey Fresh. Any head coach, you know, who runs two quarterback sneaks to, you know, to work on the field position for the punt has to be fired. Because when the, when the reporter asked that, asked that question, why did you run, why did you get into, um, you know, goal line, you know, package and run two quarterback sneak? His answer was this. I didn't want to have happen what it did in the Chicago game where I was kicking out of the back of my own end zone. And I, and it stuck with me for like a week because I couldn't get past the fact is your job is to get a first down on second down. Your job is to get a first down on third down. Why would you just worry about the punt? Like, yes, it's a chess game, but you should be always thinking about forward progress not about not playing for the punt and the defense. Like you otherwise just play defense and just let them have the ball and try to score. Like, so once he gave up on his players, once he gave up on his offense to run two quarterback sneaks, I mean, these Booker or Barkley, you know, may have broke a play. You just never know. So knowing that he gave up on the team to run two quarterback sneaks. And by the way, gentlemen, what bothers me is more than anything is that Freddie Kitchens would have not called those plays. The special teams coach that's still in ju- that's still in judge called those plays. So it's not Freddie Kitchens running the, running the uh, the offense. It's still Jones. So you really know that if you bring another offensive coordinator in for Judge, Judge is just going to run roughshod over. Thoughts? I agree. Well, it doesn't, I agree. It doesn't I agree. matter now because Judge isn't here. So um. happily. That was that was Judge's thing, right? I didn't want a safety. You have three wins. It's the last game of the year. You've scored nine point nine points in the last ten games. <laughs> You're telling me you want to punt to avoid a safety. That's that's your move. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Right. So we're gonna get into I'm gonna ask you guys about you know the GM search. We're roughly gonna get that which judge happened today, guys. Um, I will tell you how it goes down. Being a season ticket holder, the Giants usually send me out a notice when it happens. When Gettleman resigned, the news had already been released that he resigned, and then I got the email. The interesting thing about today's firing of Joe Judge was I got the email exactly the time the, um, the news broke. Okay? The news, the news broke at 545. And I got the email at 545. It was pretty interesting. They were pretty calculated in what they were doing. They kept it really close to the vest. 
And when it went out to, you know, to the Twitterverse and the Adam, you know, uh, Schefter's of the world and, you know, all those guys, the email went out. So um, I felt much better about the franchise, you know, at 545 than I did at 540, if that makes any sense. Um, I'm going to really quick go through some of these questions, guys, because I got a bunch of them in here. I'll give them to each one of you guys. Um, let's see. Which one of these do we want to talk about? Uh, uh, Joe Clark says, yeah, boring news day. Nothing to talk about. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we've been waiting for days like this <laughs> to have stuff to talk about. Um, let's see here. Uh, Danny says it's, it's a clean slate time to rebuild the right way. Finally, no doubt. Danny, that is a hundred percent accurate that now yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here look, he's still saying, any news today, boys? Oh, we got news, man. Joe Judge, you know, is is you know packed up his office. And listen, for the record, no one likes to see anybody lose a job, you know, like got a family, all that stuff, but you're paid handsomely to win games. And he just he took the special Mikey Fresh. What'd you say to me last night? Too much special teams still in him, right? Yeah. I think I think too, I mean someone said people say like rebuild the right way you never want to force uh it look it, it appears at least as if john mara has forced a couple of football decisions throughout the years it looks like he forced garrett upon judge it looks like he forced an eli rebuild upon gettleman and Shermer. it appears that way and uh if he was going to uh, force judge on a new gm that would be wrong you know i i think that so when people say it's the right way, it would have been okay to keep Judge if the new GM came in and, and wanted to keep Judge. Agreed. All right, Truth, I'm going to give this to you. Um, Joe Clark wants to know about Aaron Robinson. He says he's been looking good for a rookie who missed half the season. What would yeah. you thought about Aaron Robinson? Yeah, he's another one that I, I didn't mention him because um, I didn't want to take the thunder out. Everybody else can have a shot at him, but he did. Uh, once he got out of the – <laughs> Once he got out of the IR, he did he did pretty well. I, I like him. I think he's a good player. So uh, hopefully they can build up this for next year. That's, Where do you think he fits? I well, it looks like he play all over, but I, I think right now he's a he's a regular cornerback, right? Just a playing quarterback usually. That's where he played the most. I I saw. Him. So, yeah, because like remember next year they'll have um they'll have Holmes come back and right. Robinson's gonna have to battle Holmes for that spot. Well, they don't they don't know who's gonna come back. They don't even know what system they're gonna be running. There's a lot of stuff to figure out. That's, no, for yeah, that aside, that the players, that's Patrick don't come back, right? Patrick doesn't. Yeah, come back. but but we have to we have to at least roll with the fact on who's under contract, right? So you know, Darnay Holmes is still under contract. Aaron, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, Bradbury's still under contract, like. All the DBs are still under contract, so you have to approach it like they're coming back, right? A lot of dead money, yep. Yeah, so, you know, uh, so Joe, we all kind of agree that, at least I think we all agree, that Robinson had a pretty decent year. He's very tough, right? He's yep. definitely, uh, he's, he's scrappy. I don't think he has a lot of speed, you know, like flat vertical speed, but I think he plays the underneath real well. He's physical. No, I, I wouldn't want to see him have to cover a burner down the sidelines, but in that mid that mid range routes, I think he's very tough. So yeah, he uh, Joe he turned out to be probably a surprise, you know that we didn't talk about too much. Um, let's see what does uh, okay. Steve Tisch was one who fell 
in full brown love with Judge, how we forget. Zane, you're, do you remember the, all these guys saying that, you know, like that Judge was the guy? Like, is this something that, that rings a bell? Well, we heard, that, we, we heard that from everybody. It wasn't just Tish, right? When you hire a guy, no one's going to say, well, I didn't really like him, but my co-owner did, so I'm going to hire him. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be a united front, but in, in the background, there's been plenty of releases today that Steve Tisch is the one who made a compromise with John Mara that, look, the compromise last time was I always leave it to you. And again, the backlash has been unreal this offseason so far um, that the compromise now was that judge goes, GM comes in, GM decides, you know, move a little bit hands off. So Steve Tisch has always come to the hill and, I've, you know, we've talked about this, too do the right thing, do the right thing, and then just kind of falls to the wayside back to California. He just falls into the back in Hollywood and says, well, I'll leave it to John Mara. I'll leave it to John Mara. And John Mara's dropped the bag too many times. So I don't particularly remember Steve Tisch individually coming out and saying, hey, Steve Tisch is my guy. I love him. I just remember the brass saying, this is our guy, you know, green light from Belichick, blah, blah, blah. It really lead us to the right place. We're impressed. That's the usual yeah. skill you get, right? We got, the yeah, same thing with, we got the same thing with Shermer, right? To that to that point, they should hire a GM and both the Mara and Tish step back and let the GM do what he has to 100%. do. Hundred percent. Well, that's the 100%. big one right there. That's a biggie right there. Yeah. I think yeah. the biggest thing where you know even Craig, everyone said there's a there's a sliver of hope, but I'm cautious with that hope because if John Mara is the guy making the decision, therein lies my problem. I don't trust him with football decisions. Yeah, he he yeah. definitely has been called. Uh, you know, I. I spoke to someone kind of close to the team last week that said that, you know, John has an ego, you know, and that, you know, he lets his ego get in the way and uh, he doesn't listen to some of the, the folks around him that are pretty smart football people. So that is, that is an issue. Um, I will say, you know, when I, when I look at, you know, yes, falling in love with judge, I, I think judge has what it takes, but he got, he got in over his head, I think a little bit with, with a handful of, of, you know, things, you know, and one was having his hands in everything and not delegating, you know, being too um, controlling, you know what I mean? He knows everything about everything, but he doesn't let anybody do their job, you know? Well, you know, yeah. Let's call it like it is. The guy wasn't set up to succeed. The roster was bad. The scouting was bad. The organizational, the organization has been dysfunctional for 10 years. Gettleman did a bad job. And he had a, a slew of injuries at key positions that no coach, I don't think Vince Lombardi, you know, would have made a difference this season. With that said, it's a, it's an unfortunate business. Life isn't fair. The NFL isn't fair. Too many times teams move off quarterbacks and coaches way too early these days, but that's what you sign up for. So do yep. I think he'll be a successful head coach if given another opportunity? I do. Hey, look, you know, the coach for Buffalo got ran out of Philadelphia you know, they were, you know, they were throwing rocks at him on the way out. You know, they couldn't get him out. And now everybody's like, you know, this is the new whiz kid, right? This is the new genius, you know. You know, coaches like Belichick fail in Cleveland. They do they do fail and they learn a lot. So Judge will bounce back. He's a good guy. He just happens to things that he happens to say, he can't back up. Yeah. And just you know, to yeah. – just- just to piggyback off what Fresh said, right? Set up for failure. Again, confirmed reports that even Dave Gettleman wasn't banging the table for Andrew Thomas. It was Jason Garrett. Thank you, Jason Garrett, for that parting gift. He's the one who wanted Andrew Thomas. So if you have that level of dysfunction between people who know players and a scout who believes he knows better, and you're picking random people, that's where you end up here with these random players that don't fit, don't work. 
Yeah. Well, that happens a lot, I think, in a lot of organizations. You have different scouts, coaches, and you have all these opinions. Not, not everyone's going to agree all the time. Uh, it's just a matter of ultimately when you have those uh, – those in those differences, like what what are you going to end up doing? Whose decision is it going to be? So right, hundred percent, and that works when you have you know the doubles and the triples and the home runs. It doesn't work yeah. so much when you got nothing exactly. but singles. Yeah, and that and that's true. Fresh, you were talking about a lot of singles, right? Yeah, a lot of singles, maybe or striking out. Yeah, you know, well, yeah, yeah there's a lot of that too. A lot of strikeouts, but you can't you can't win a World Series if we're going somehow. We got on this baseball track. You know, we, you can't hit a, you can't win a World Series by by having only single and double hitters. You'd have to have you your you know your on base percentage better be pretty high. Your RBI totals better be pretty high. Like, Seriously, you just, can't, you just can't do it. Like there's a there's a place for home run hitters. There's there's places for guys that go from first to third. There's places for guys who steal bases. Like everybody, you know, and they don't they didn't have that ability because there were no home run hitters on the Giants. You know. There were no closers. There was no Mariano Rivera on the Giants. There was no Derek Jeters on the Giants. Like, you know what <laughs> I mean? It's a, it's a bunch of guys. Now, the guys that are the Derek Jeters and the Mario Rivera's, Rivera's of the world, they're on injured reserve. And their names are Jabril Peppers and, and you know, uh, uh, um, and G- Gates and Blake Martinez, you know, like, your, your, your playmakers are all in injured reserve. So, yes, a lot of things didn't go Judge's way. But I think him being so stubborn and having his hands in too many pots definitely hurt him. Um, this is kind of funny. Kev, Kev says he was looking for me on, uh, you know, on the Veranzo last week. Uh, you know, Arizona. he's going to tell you, Verrazano telling me that uh, not to jump. It was, it was bad, man. <laughs> if, if, if there was, you know – Kev, you're you're right on. When I saw two back-to-back quarterback sneaks, I wasn't quite sure what to do with myself. Like I was like, I want to like smash my TV. Like I want to go beat up an old lady. I want to throw my. I want to. I want to like you know, smash my car. I mean, all these crazy thoughts because like you've just realized how bad your team is, and you're like, why am I torturing myself with this team? Like it's just that bad. So. I wasn't quite on the Verrazano. That's a little too far, <laughs> but I could probably get to the the Ben Franklin Bridge or the Wall Whitman Ross a whole lot faster. I'll meet you there, Craig. Amazing. Exactly. I'll meet you there. Me and Zane were gonna jump off. He was gonna pick a bridge. We were gonna do rock paper scissors to who got the better bridge. Um. All right. So uh, let's talk some GM candidates. Yeah, I'm just trying to get one. I think there's one more question in here. Sam oh, said, oh, oh, "Sam's bad. killing." Sam says that uh, Jones is a good backup, but not your star QB. Sam, shout I'll out, say this. Shout out, shout out to my boy, Sam. Uh, oh, that's one of your boys? Glad, glad you can join us. Shout out to my boy, Sam, for joining. That, thanks for it. hanging in, Sam. Appreciate you, you know, you jumping in. And I'll say this to you. You know what? Jones doesn't have to be a star quarterback if he's got if he's got an offensive line and, he, and he's got a good defense. He doesn't have to throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. What he does need to do is throw for – you know, 3,800 yards and he needs to throw for 25 to 30 touchdowns and it, and he can do that. How do I know that? He's already done it. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. Stay healthy, stay yeah. healthy. Gotta be. Yeah, that's, that's key. That's key. Not, big one. Truth. You know, more than anybody, truth. He's not staying healthy unless they got an offensive line. No, not at all. Not at all. He's got to, he's got to get over that injured injury bug thing. And I think an offensive line will help. Yeah, uh, 
let's see, regular. I'm just looking at some of this. Sam's got a couple of them, new era. He's got a uh, higher new talent scouts. Yes, definitely doing that. Sam. Definitely. 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 You're going to have all new scouts. Uh, Judge could run a co- could run a college. Yeah, of course you can run a college program. You might just go there. All right, let's get in the nitty gritty. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Giants, guys. Um, we're live on Twitter. We're live on uh, on um, on YouTube. Um, we got to talk about the general managers, right? Because that's the that's the 800 pound grill in the room. Um, I'm going to give you a list of candidates, guys. There's a couple of them more that have dropped in late in the day, but I'm going to give you the you know the uh, let's see, there's three. I'm going to give you the top six right now. All right, I'm going to ask you what you think of them. You could pass, or you could tell me what you think. Pass if you're not familiar with the guy. And I, I'm uh, truth. I'm starting with you, and I'm going to start off with polls. Uh, from the Chiefs, and, uh, what's your? Do you have a take on on polls, um, or do you want to pass? I'm going to pass on him. Okay, so fresh. Do you have a Do you have a take on polls from the Chiefs? Uh, for the sake of not passing on him, I, I'll pass. I was going to pass on him, but um, they've built obviously a really successful team and a really um, talented roster. In the last several years, he's seen an organization by uh, their GM Veach and, and Andy Reid, um, and he's on the player personnel side, right? Is his title or scouting director of scouting or something? Like, or player personnel, he, whatever it is. Yeah, so, does, that, does that bother you? What's that? Does that bother you? Does what bother me? That he's uh, that he's more of a scout player personnel. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. I was just, I was just asking to confirm. Yeah, executive director of player personnel is his title. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean, a guy like that, it would be his first, first, uh, his first go at a GM job. I'd be okay with it. I like some of the others on the list better, though. All right. How about, how about you, Zane? Oh, and by the way, Heisman Sigma is just basically he's got no comment but pass. He, he's not even giving you commentary on, on polls. I will say that last week I was on the show with Lawrence Tynes. Lawrence Tynes is a great friend of the show. Um, we've interviewed him a couple times. We've talked to him a lot. I'm sure truth. I'm sure, you know, you've chatted with him a little bit fresh. You might even have chatted with him a little bit. Um, you know, remember Lawrence Tynes is a Kansas city guy before he was with the giants. He kicked for the chiefs. He has a home there. He lives there. His family's been raised there. He actually spoke very highly of polls. And, and I really do like Lawrence's opinions. He's really, regardless of him being the kicker, he's a huge football guy, you know, and he does know a lot of folks and he was very high on polls, but Zane, I'm awesome. going to throw, I'm going to throw Asin for or Ozen for it to you. I'm, he's probably the guy on the list that I'm least familiar with. So I'm going to either give him to you or you're going to pass it to truth. Sure. So, I mean, um, he's doing a great job. Uh, first off, all the GM candidates right now are from good run organizations. So all the candidates are good candidates. Um, he's coming from right now being with the Titans for, I believe, the past two years. 2020 is when he left the Pats. He was with the Pats for 15 years. I have a little New England fatigue right now with the Joe Judge experience. <laughs> so you can't blame me for just kind of being in that uh, middle thing. However, he's done a great job um, with Tennessee, uh, both candidates. I believe there's a secondary candidate. Uh, also from Tennessee, not on our list, but there is a secondary candidate um, as well. And he was Ryan Cowden. Six, Cowden. There we go. So he was also the director of college scouting for six years. So the experience is there. I definitely believe he knows what he's doing. He was part of getting T- Tannehill, uh, you know, ready and going as well. 
they know what they're doing out there. Tennessee, again, number one seed, right? After starting off, what, three and something, one and something? They're the number one seed. So they got they got something going when it comes to evaluation. I want a talent evaluator. Seems like he knows talent. That's a good place to start. So Kevin Mack, of course, is a good friend of the show. He's busting in here with breaking news that the Giants just announced they want to interview uh, Horitz from uh, from Baltimore. And listen, all great the name. great name. I was gonna say like. The Baltimore guys just know football. Harbaugh is a football guy. He's from a football family. Not only yeah. his brother John, but his father. His father. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, uh, the if you're going to poach anyone, as Zane just mentioned, you know, poaching from the Ravens, the Titans, or the Chiefs are not a bad place to start. Um, all right. So, truth, I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the, the, I guess the easy, the easiest one because you know Twitter, Twitter tends to jump on the bandwagon a little bit, you know, on who they like because someone else likes them. But right now, in the minds of the Twitterverse, um, what do you call it from the Bills? Um, Sean. Sean. Yeah. Shane. I believe his name is pronounced Shane. Is it Shane? Yeah. Not Sean. Okay. So Shane, he seems to be the front runner in most Twitter eyes. And of course, we're not real kind of talking to, uh, head coach, but he would bring Dable, you know, with him as the head coach because he's the offensive coordinator. And by the way, for the record truth. That's not a de- definite though. It's like maybe, maybe, right? No, you know that's happening because, yeah, that's totally happening. Why, would, why wouldn't he come? He's going to get a, a, you know, an increase in pay become a head coach for the first time in the biggest market. It, it makes sense. I just don't know. Who knows? But, like, but do we know team. Do we know that's 100% Shane's guy? I guess that's the only thing, right? He might, yeah, you know, we don't know that. So. We don't know if he's 100% his guy. But I wouldn't yeah. mind it. I wouldn't mind it. No. I will say this, just so truth, before you jump into to Shane at the Bills, um, Dable is, used to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama. And that's worth, worth mentioning – because here's the thing I want to put out there. If you take Mac Jones away from Alabama, they've had nothing but crap quarterbacks. Like, you know what I mean? Like, two is not panning out, got his head coach fired, right? Um, you know, uh, um, Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. Like, you know, and you can go on and on. Bama doesn't produce great quarterbacks. So, you know, tell me a little bit about Shane and – what do you think about Dable? Because there is this, you know, there is the rumor that they're a package. Well, I didn't know that, but uh, I, I actually do like Shane. Um, he's a young guy, right? I think he's like 42 years old. So he fits in that little mold of a younger guy, a little, a little bright, little new thinking uh, in football. Uh, he's got a great history. Turned the Buffalo Bills around. I think they had that losing season for over a decade and he got in there and they, I think they've been in the playoffs now four or five years or something like that. So, you know, he's got his hand in that. So I, I like him. I think he's, I think he should be a top three candidate. And you're okay with Dable coming in as the head coach? Uh, <laughs> I don't know much about him. I just, what I've read, um, I don't think that's, that's fair that there should be a package. Um, no. That's like, that's like holding an organization hostage. Well, I, I said but, that with I, I say that loosely that oh, okay. he would be he would be the running he would be the most likely if 
if they're if they're fr- if they're that friendly. You know what I mean? If they're if they're close, it would make sense. I I say that okay. loosely. Um, all right. So then the next guy on the list, of I'll course. That, I'm sorry. I'll just throw in for Shane one more time. Is uh, he started out in uh, I think it was Carolina as a ticket office uh, employee, and he, he's worked. <laughs> He's a, he's a grinder. He's worked himself up wow. in 2000. He worked for Miami, and he worked under when Parcells was there. And Parcells, Parcells he's a scout. Yep. Parcells, Parcells is a fan and has some good things to say about him. So, I mean, it's always just nice when football guys tell you about other football guys. It's funny you say that because I'm kind of I'm kind of shell-shocked with that whole thing because Saban and Belichick both said Judge was better than McAdoo and Shermer, and look what we That's- got. That's the fatigue, right? There is that fatigue. He might be. He might end up being a good coach. We don't yeah. know. Not here. Um, <laughs> so, so the next guy on the the next guy on the list is is a pretty cool um, individual, um, and the reason why I like him because he was an ex player. You know, if you if you're familiar, you know, with uh, Adrian Wilson, really cerebral, smart cat. You know what I mean? Like really, you know, smart guy. Right. Hey, what's up, little Rush? <laughs> Look at that. Hey, that's my 13-year-old. <laughs> Look, little Rush. What up? Appreciate you. What's up, Salute. little Rush? Um, so, so here's the deal. Adrian Wilson is the uh, VP of Pro Scouting and Personnel for the Cardinals. We all know the Cardinals have done a real nice job with their roster, right? And, you know, they – they plug the, you know, you got a Chandler Jones and a JJ Watt, you got a Kyler Murray, you trade for uh for Hop, right? And next thing you know, you you, you got other guys that want to come play there. Uh Adrian Wilson, you know, is a is a is a pretty smart guy, was a smart player, great player. You know, he's got a mold that he's looking for, right? He's got very high standards on, if I'm not mistaken, he might have even been a road scholar. He was a really smart guy. Um, but I, I know, you know, he's, he's thought of highly with the Cardinals fresh. Do you have any take on Adrian Wilson at all? Or are you, you hear nothing but great things, but he's been a scout just since 2015. I know he played the game. He's just a little inexperienced mm-hmm. compared to his resume next to the other candidates here. I think he could, right. he could be good, but again, mm-hmm. it's like really, you're talking about taking a chance. It's like really taking a chance. Yeah. I, I champion. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're with that too, Truth? You think he's not quite quite ready yet? Yeah, look at the other names out there. I you know, I think they have to try to get a little bit of a short thing, and nothing's okay. guaranteed, but, you know. All right, well, well, Truth, then, let's talk about someone that's near and dear to our hearts. Um, you know, uh, Rand Carthon is the son of Maurice Carthon, oh. and I've said this before on our show, people, if you're out there in, you know, uh, YouTube and Twitter world – the only, the only fullback in the history of professional football to block. I know where he's four, going. You know, to block for four different <laughs> uh, running backs that you know uh, accumulated a thousand yards or more is Maurice Carthon, because the USFL is considered a professional football league in the eighties, and he blocked for Herschel Walker, Joe Morris, Rodney Hampton, and OJ Anderson. <laughs> he's the only fullback to ever do it. His son is the uh, VP of player personnel for the 49ers, um, Ram Carthon. Um, uh, you know, we love him, of course, because of how great of a player his dad was. Truth, do we really want to invest in the guy who's got ties to the Giants? Is that a problem? No, there's no problem with that as long as he got credentials. I mean, I, I hope – I wish that we could bring some ex-Giants in who are still coaching 
and bring him into this organization and let these guys see what winning is all about. Because these guys, like we talked about Pepper Johnson and and and, um, and that. Um, uh, I think that podcast with Lyndon Marshall, I, I don't understand why he has not gotten a, a look. Yeah. You know, true. I, I don't get it. Five Super Bowl rings. And, and what he said, truth was, Pepper Johnson, you know, who's got five Super Bowl rings, and he's now the head coach at IMG. And, you know, and if you're not yeah. familiar with IMG, it's basically a, it's a high school, you know, that you send your, a private high school you send your kid to, and half the curriculum is, sports and you are basically uh-huh. you are basically coached by some of the best coaches in the world at IMG and and Pepper Johnson doesn't have a job and he went down and got the head coaching job at IMG and he he just he's like he's like the best program in the country you know so everywhere Pepper Johnson goes he wins Jesse yeah. Armstead's another guy instead of just being a consultant you know Leonard Marshall said to us on our interview that, man, he would love to coach up a bunch of guys. He wanted to mentor the linemen, you know, the Leonard Williams, the Dexter Lawrences, you know, he wanted to, he wanted to mentor these guys. So you would hope a guy like, you know, you know, Carthon being a son of a player, maybe would have a little bit of uh, interest in, you know, bringing in next players. But my question to you, Zane is, is Ram Carthon ready to be, a GM of the New York Giants. Well, I mean, the experience is there, right? He's usually, I believe he started studying for Atlanta. Then he was a, he was involved, if not the director of pro personnel for the Rams before he came mm-hmm. on to Niners. And again, as all these guys' names are coming up, look at what they're doing currently and what their teams are currently doing. The 49ers through injuries, rookie quarterback, backup quarterback, Jimmy G getting hurt, George Kittle playing in and out, guys getting hurt. They're in the playoffs. So look at Kevin Mack. He's got his heart on the – he's got his finger on the pulse of everything here, Kev Mack. Carton's also talking to the Bears, so is Shane. Yeah, I All know these Shane. guys are in demand. All these guys are in yep. demand because their teams are doing great. Why wouldn't they be? Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, that – I think, yeah, all these guys are looking for someone with success, tied to success, right? right? All right, so Fresh, this is a guy that I really like and I – I have to kind of wear my heart on my sleeve here because I kind of, I kind of. He's my guy. He's my choice. He's your choice. Yes, he's my number one option. Because I saw, I saw one piece of tape on him, and I got all, I got, I got all like gushy. I was like, I love this guy. Unless, unless, uh, never mind. I don't know if we're talking about the same guy. (laughs) All right, so Adam Peters. Yeah, he's my number one option right now. Out of all All these guys, I like Adam. Adam Peters is the assistant GM of the 49ers. And he did this this uh, YouTube piece on 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 uh, drafting uh, Kittle, and yeah, yeah, was, I know what you're talking about. He was about. just saying they had done they had done so much work on Kittle, and they realized that he was a third round grade. But after doing the research on you know who needed what, they were positive he was going to fall on how it was going to shake out. Like right, they actually right. did the work in advance. To say these these are the players in this third round that are going to be available and probably go to these teams. There's a little bit of luck in there, right? He was drafted in the fifth round, yeah. And he was drafted in the fifth round. He dropped all the way to the fifth round. And he said, I would never do it again. He said, if I wanted a player in the third round, I would have got him. He's like, because he was a third round grade. He's like, but our 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 numbers, our 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 you know, our data science worked out. 
And the minute he started talking that way about how they analyzed them and they analyzed the other teams, I was like, this cat's good. You know, and then somebody shot me, of course, a negative comment on Twitter saying, well, what else has he done? I'm like, he's like, so we grab a kid. What else has he done? He's like, he's like, even Gettleman drafted Andrew Thomas. And I said, time out. Andrew Thomas was a first round pick that you could have picked with your eyes closed. He got a, he got a third round grade tight end, all pro second best tight end in the NFL in the fifth round. And then throw in the fact that he also drafted Bosa, Warner and Debo, okay? Yeah, they have a loaded roster. Yeah, the guy's done a good job. So, truth, why do you – I mean, uh, uh, a fresh – Why? also, by the way, Adam Peters also came from the Broncos. Um, why do you like uh, Peters so much, fresh? A, cu- a couple of things. Um, I like him a lot. And when you look at organizations like the Chiefs, they have Andy Reid. He's been doing this a while. They have Brett Veach at GM, Right. Like, people want Biennemi to get a job, and he could be a great head coach. But, like, you have Mahomes and Andy Reid, an offensive-minded coach. Who gets the credit there? Like, the Chiefs organization, Reid's been doing this a long time. They got a great GM. Not a knock on those Chiefs candidates, but I'm, I'm thinking, like, same thing with Tennessee. Their, their GM is uh, John Robinson. He's been doing this a while. He's super successful. So if you're splitting hairs and looking at the difference, what I think puts Peters as number one, John Lynch is their GM. What did he do before he got this job? Nothing. He he was, exactly. He played football and he analyzed it. He was a first-year GM doing this, which means he's done a really good job of assembling a fantastic staff. But in terms of the evaluation of the players and the rosters, Peters has been, had a big part of that. Also, he's not what like some of these other candidates have been with one organization the whole time. So they've seen one way of doing things. Peters in the 2000s was with the Patriots. Then he was with the Broncos for a period of time. And now for the last several years, he's been with the Niners. So he's been around a lot of different minds. He's got an opportunity to see different buildings and facilities and the way that they operate. Um, so for that, for those reasons, he's my number one option on this list. But uh, I will say my number, my, I guess, which would supersede all of the GM candidates would be if the Giants take a big swing and get Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh in that scenario, I don't care who the GM is. Are you really um, wait, are you are you really infatuated with Harbaugh? What's the Harbaugh infatuation? Yeah, there seems curious. To, there, what's the, there what's seems the to be two there seems to be two you, sides on Jim Harbaugh. Either no, there's one side. He's wanna, a great head. He's a great football. No, coach. there's plenty of people that wouldn't touch him. There's plenty of people that wouldn't touch him. Why? The only reason why they don't touch him is because he blows up all everybody in the building around him. He's a great coach. Well, that's a that he's would be a, a problem, person. right? He's not a great person. <laughs> Do you want to and, win football and, games, though? I don't get it. And like, Peyton, and Peyton you got to give up a draft pick to get Peyton. Oh, I'd give care. up for Peyton. That's the one yeah, guy so that we talked about. The one guh we talked about. give up the first round picks? Hell yeah. Why not? Yeah. We have two. Give me one. Give me something who's going to fix yeah, it. Yeah. Sean the hate on is Hart- a Giants guy that I want. He's a yeah, Giants hate- guy I want back. They, I like Peyton. But, yeah, the hate on Harbaugh, I guess, I, I see a lot of people dislike him. Um, is probably just a personality thing. But yeah. to say he's not a good football coach is just inaccurate. Everywhere no, he's went, uh, he's won. Absolutely. But do you think he yeah, could yeah. work in this media market? Yeah, New York. That's now? a big difference. Can he work here? That's an honest yes. question. I don't know. You think he could work here? I do. I think – you know okay. what? You know what, Fresh? I'm going to compare – I'm going to compare John Harbaugh – not John Harbaugh. Um, um, Jim. Jim Harbaugh, thank you. Jim Harbaugh to Ryan Leaf. It, when R- Ryan Leaf – you know, it, it, you remember Ryan Leaf? Oh yeah. So, so Ryan Leaf 
went to San Diego, right? And he could scream and yell at reporters and he went crazy. If the Giants had drafted like a Ryan Leaf type of guy, you know, he would have blown himself up. He would have never, he would have never lasted last. Like they're 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 too impulsive, right? And 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 Harbaugh is never going to be able to handle the New York media. You can't be a bully. They just keep coming back every day, right? So yeah, but if you win. Oh yeah, but there's still going to be losses and there's still going to be bad days. Like, and Har- if Harbaugh is not a good cat and doesn't know how to massage the people around him, they hate working for him. I don't know if New York is for him. Sean Payton, as I've told you guys from a really good source, that he's unhappy in New Orleans. It's kind of run its course, and there's some interest level, you know, from Payton. Whoever the GM is, guys, like on this little list of people that I have I've talked to you about, the only way you're getting Sean Payton is if someone on this list has a relationship with him. You're not going to get a first-time Ryan Poles calling up Sean Payton and say, come work for me. Because Sean Payton is basically the GM. You know what I'm saying? So whoever is the GM would have to have a relationship already with Payton. Yeah, I don't see that being a realistic option. It's just fun to think about because I would do that. That's all it was. Like Madden, I would do that. Give me Sean Payton. Realistically, it's not happening. Yeah. But there is some, you know, there is some rumors. The individual that I know is from Louisiana and kind of did mention that there's some, there's some, you know, there's some potential unrest there. And I would be willing to give a pickup for him. But again, the GM would have to have a relationship with that guy because he's a football dude. Like he's a football cat. Truth. Do you not believe, do you not agree with that? Like, like the GM would have to like actually have a relationship with Sean Payton already. Or or yes. John Mara's got to pick up the phone and call him. We well, don't anyway, want John Mara involved though. Right. Yeah, unless, it's, unless it's to get Sean Payton. Yeah. Fresh is right. Unless, unless it's to get Sean Payton. Do something right. If he's going to be involved, at least do it right. Well, let, yeah, like, the, like like Zane said, it ain't happening. So let's let's just move on. It's not going to happen. You say it's not happening, and then it's going to happen, and you're going to be like, <laughs> how did you know? I'll, hey, I'll eat crow. I'll eat crow, but I don't think it's happening. The other co- the other candidates out there, which we haven't really talked about, is Dorsey and uh, Pioli. Um, I'm not a fan Dodd? of – I'm sorry, Mike? Dodd? Oh, yes, Dodd. I thought kind of Dodd got pushed off to the back, but we could throw Dodd onto the fire. Did they, inter- they didn't request him, though. I don't know why, but... Yeah, I, well, I didn't hear that either, so I don't know. Uh, what do you call it? You know, again, he could be... He could be tomorrow, could be Dodd, but not today, right? But so far, Dorsey, I believe uh, the Bears have requested Dodds. Yes, okay. yeah. Uh, what is Heisman saying here? What do we got from Heisman? says, curious as if you guys prefer a young GM, four-year-older GM... Uh, or just flat out credentials. No, you want a little bit mixture of both because the problem is, is that like credentials means I can go get like the oldest cat in the world and the game is passed him by, but he's got great credentials. You want a young guy that's willing to adapt, willingly to change, willingly to ask for help when necessary and not be so stubborn. You want as fresh said it perfectly that you, you know, that you've been in different buildings and you're still young, a guy that's 40 to 50 that's worked for three franchises is great compared to a guy who's 68. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, that guy's kind of set in his ways. You're not going to, he's not going to learn from anybody. He's kind of yeah. seen it and done it. You know what I, I would, mean? So, I would be really happy with Pioli. He gets kind of a bad rap. Cause like he's older, but he's 56. 
and, and I, he's I, I'd be good with it. Fresh, I'll tell you this, and I hate to say this because again, Carl Banks is a friend of ours, he's great to us. Um, we've interviewed him, he's always great to us. Carl interviewed uh Scott Pioli about a month ago. Fresh, I thought the interview was an abomination. What do you mean? Like everything he said was just ass kissy and like, oh yeah, I can do that. I can do like it was it was phony. Like it it came across like, sure, I can adapt. Sure, I believe in analytics. Sure, I can do <laughs> who and interviewed I'm like, him? What I'm sorry, uh, Carl Banks. Interviewed Pioli? Yeah. Like for what? What do you mean? He just he was just it was just an you know, he was interviewing <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Like Carl, Carl was doing an interview like we interview football players. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. You know, and it just it okay. just came across as like campy and forced. I'd hear it. I didn't see it. Yeah. It just it, it, it didn't it, float it, your boat. It didn't float your boat, did it? Because because you know why, Mike? It felt so forced. Like he's like, oh, analytics are great. Oh, I believe in them, and I'm like, come on, Scott. Sounds, sounds, sounds like a guy who wants a job. Yeah. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't want that. And, and I'm sure Scott Pioli's a good dude. Four years ago, I was all before Gettleman. I wanted Pioli, but then I heard this interview, and I'm like, nah, he's not the he's not the guy. Uh, right, hang on, quick, Ke- quick, Kevin Mack is saying that Frisco fans not happy about Peters interviewing. They want to promote Lynch to president. Wait, oh my goodness. And make Peters the GM so he doesn't leave. Wow. Wow, that's a what big news. Kevin, Kevin Mack is just bringing the heat today. Um, all right. So, Sam, your buddy Sam wants to know about, about the enemy. Look, there's twofold. He deserves a chance. My question is, why isn't he getting a chance? Is there a reason? He maybe he's a great football coach, but maybe maybe he doesn't interview well. That that's not a knock on his football skills. <laughs> Or, no. or maybe Andy Reid just doesn't want to give him up. I don't know. Like he's he's a very good coach, and people respond to him very well. So, excuse me, I'm not against uh, a B enemy being the coach. I think he just got into the cycle as of last season, where he finally started getting interviews. So I think he's still on the up and up. And the major question we still hear is, whose offense is it? Is it Andy? Is it you? Are we going to yeah. take a chance? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be Andy? Which is a little bit unfair, but we don't know, right? Who's still calling the plays? Is he designing? Is he scheming? We're not fully, fully sure yet. But with any head coach, I'm leaving it up to the GM at this he's point. He's also, yeah, he's also going to have his pick. He's not. He's going to go somewhere probably where it has a quarterback in place because, like, he's not in a rush to leave. It's not like his stock's going to go down as yeah, long. His situation is great, Mahomes right? Is there. <laughs> his situation's great. Uh, yeah, his so, time again, will come. His time will come. Well, you know, the interesting thing is, is like, look at, look at uh, McDaniels in New England. Like he seems pretty content that, you know, when Belichick. I'll take uh, him in a heartbeat. You know, when, when, when Belichick. Yeah, but fresh, think about it. I, I think wouldn't. McDaniels. I don't want him. For Belichick to resign. And I think Andy Reid being in his, in his, you know, mid sixties, that if he resigns, the enemy takes over that job. So right. there could be a little bit of that could in be. play. Uh, uh, Kevin Mack, of course, bringing more heat here about Peters is linked to Flores. I, I don't know how that's possible, but I don't really love. I like Flores as a coach because he produced in the NFL. He's a guy that I don't love his his resume, um, but but what he did in Miami is way better than Judge did in in, in New York. So yeah, he's a better version of Judge. Good defense, bad offense. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so then my question will be, Zane, is now that the head coach is out and the, and that staff is pretty much probably going to be out, is Patrick Graham retained? So, I mean, like you said, staff is voluntarily leaving, right? Before everyone gets fired, people are on their way out. We got people going to Florida. We got people going to Duke. Should well, be I'm glad Sale's going because he sucked. Yeah. And uh, who's the guy who just left to Duke? From uh, one of McDonald's boys, because again, they're all just boys, right? That's how the Giants run. Everybody's a friend or a family member. Who went yeah, to Duke? Um, I can't remember which which coach it was who just just uh, announced that they're out too. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll look it up in a minute. Um, okay. But shout out to Heisman Sigler real quick. Appreciate the question about the GM and the age and the credentials. A good one. Um, as far as Patrick Graham's retention, last year Patrick Graham said, and I quote. This is my dream job. I would not entertain anything else. I am so happy. Less than a year later. <laughs> yeah, less than a year later. No, but I actually believed him. I actually believe there's people like that that want certain spots, right? And he would be happy over time. Less it's than a year later, I'll, I'll entertain head coach's spots. So I think when the GM comes in, if the GM is happy with how the defense is running as a pseudo 3 4, when it's really like a 2 4 5, and, you know, he's happy with the personnel and he lets Graham interview, it's possible to retain him. I think he's done a decent job, not as great as everyone thinks, a decent job. Um, but if, you know, a GM's going to come in clean house, I, I don't see him sticking around. I'm going with the fact that they, uh, they like, has they kept Spags back in the day. I think they keep Patrick Graham. I think the players like playing for Patrick Graham. Um, I think he stays if he wants to stay. Truth, what's your thought? <coughs> I agree with you. I think uh, I think of all the coaching uh, coaches there, I think Patrick Graham is the one guy who will be retained, and he will stay. So I agree I with you on that one. I think it depends on who the coach is, really. I mean, the coach is going to make that decision. Well, of course, of course. I will, say, I will say the only the only caveat to Spags is again we're making this assumption, but we're hoping if John Mara is going to be hands off, if the GM really has full power. We've been in this cycle that I mentioned before, right? You, you you kept Reese, but you got rid of Coughlin, right? Then you got rid of Reese, and you got rid of McAdoo, and you brought in Shermer and Gettleman, but you got rid of Shermer, and you kept Gettleman. It's always keeping one side, forcing the other. If we're finally getting a clean slate, I don't think anyone's untouchable. Yeah, of course I agree. not. I agree. No. But I would like, I would, I'll go on record saying, you know, I don't like the bend, don't break defense. But I like Graham enough, and I know the players like him too, that it would be very hard for me to find a guy that I like better than Patrick Graham right now. I'd yeah, love to yeah. keep him. I just don't know if he'll choose to stay or if the new regime says we want to keep you. But I personally would keep him. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think of all the coaches, like I said, he'll be the one that would stay because he's done the best out of a lot of the coaches. So, All right. So, guys, um, I'm going to do a quick speed round. You ready? Because – you know, we're getting to that point in the show where we're, we we started a little bit late. Can I, so can I throw in one more name? Can I throw yeah, in please one do. name? Now, no, no one's requested an interview. Don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Will McClay, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I, yeah. I've seen that a few times. It's That's been all over dream, Twitter that Jerry will never let him leave. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, if you want to really screw the, the pooch, if you want to screw the pooch, if you really want to screw the pooch, that's the move. Well, sorry, they won't even grant an interview. I guarantee yeah. you that, Dallas. Yeah, everybody loves that cat, Zane. Everybody loves that cat. And Jones is just like, nope, give him more money. Give him a promotion. Give him a mm -hmm. bigger office. He's not going anywhere. All right, all right, speed round, because we're, we're seven minutes over. We like to do an hour show. 
Um, and then you can bop around internet, you know, on YouTube and Twitter and find other crazy giants. I'm sure I think Christy Entertainer's got a Twitter space going. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us. We're uh, the Giants guys, uh, powered by NYGiantsRush.com. Always do me a favor. I, you guys are all good to me. Check out NYGiantsRush.com for there's tons of content up there. There's tons of interviews. We just did David Deal last month. This month we did Leonard Marshall. They're fantastic. We're known for our interviews. I think we do a good job there. Um, we're going to do live draft shows through uh, March and, and April. This is the speed round, gentlemen. I've got roughly 10 questions, and I'm going to just zip them around to you, and you guys are going to answer them for me. All right? Here we go. Um, uh, fresh, what's the first move, very first move for the new GM? When he sits down in his seat, the very first day, first move, what's he do? Um, hire a head coach. Hire what? Coach. Head coach, he said. All right. Uh, uh, truth. Do you hire Chase Blackburn, who was recently <laughs> let go from Carolina? Well, we talked about ex-Giants, and you know what? Uh, yeah, I would. I would entertain an interview with him. You know, he's got a lot of fire. He's a winner. You know, he'll put some energy in that team. Yeah, I would. I would bring him in for an interview. Absolutely. Let him coach the linebackers, maybe special teams. Yeah. Special teams, right. yeah. That's what he that's what he did in Carolina. Yep. Okay. Uh, Zane, trade or keep Saquon Barkley? He's under contract. <laughs> I'm keeping him. Two years removed from surgery, healthy. He's dynamic. I'm keeping him. Forget this trade stuff. You're not getting anything good from him. Keep him. All right. Just so you know, in the chat here, in the comments, they're talking about New England, and that might have been a little bit of Mikey Fresh influence, but – um, New England and the Bills are are the rumor is that they're both both teams are hot to trade for Barkley. Um, uh, I'm going to go back to you, Truth here. Um, choice for backup QB. Oh, I see the uh, choices here. Um, uh, Marietta or Dalton? See, Marietta is a younger player. Dalton is a little more experienced. Got a little more. Uh, I think he's a little bit better. I would say Dalton. Okay, fair enough. Um, fresh. You got to make a choice between players here, okay? This, oh, one's, boy. this one's this one's painful. Martinez or Peppers? Well, that's easy. Right. Keeping. Wait, hang on before you before you answer. Peppers' contract is uh, is up. He's a free agent. Um, uh, Blake Martinez is under contract for another year, mm. but here's his numbers. He's a $14 million cap hit this year and only a $5 million dead cap number. If you do get rid of Blake Martinez, you know, you got a huge hole at middle linebacker because Tate Crowder is not the right guy. So you may need two inside linebackers. And the last thing would be is if you keep Martinez, you can't have him at 14 million. So the Giants are going to have to add a year on. Yeah, they'll restructure it or extend him. Extend them, not even stronger. You extend them another year to lower that fourteen million. Which, by the way, fresh that makes sense because we know know from Saquon Barkley, it does take a full year to a year and a half to be healthy. So Martinez is not going to be the same Martinez next year. Who or resign and re up Peppers? What do you do? Yeah, I'm, I'm going Martinez. Wow, that was like definitive. Like you didn't even blink. Yeah, it makes Martinez. sense. 
Yeah, I was kind of. I, I love. I love Blake. You guys know I love Blake. I think he could fit in any. He could fit in any defense too, depending on who, what our coaches do. Peppers is a little bit more gimmicky. You got to be a little more creative to get the best out of him. Yeah, he's going to cost a lot of money. Well, you might get a hometown discount because I do think he wants to stay home, but he might be coming off an ACL. You never know. Coming off an ACL, players got to settle for the prove it deal. Yep, and they're also talking about like Evan Ingram and Jabril Peppers going to the Jets. Good luck. Good. Good, good for them. Good yeah, luck. Because they, they don't want to. They don't want to leave New Jersey. Yeah. Good luck. All right, Zane. One free agent signing. Um, you know what's the position? What's the player? If they're gonna, Late. if you're gonna sign one guy, you only have enough for one free agent signing in 2022. Who is it? What position? Lakin Tomlinson, guard, San Francisco 49ers. Plug him in. Got it. I look oh, old. See. I got one. He's like 26. 28 yeah, or 29. 20. He's either 28 or 29. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead, Truth. You got one you want? Yeah. Uh, Alex Kappa from uh, Tampa. He's 26. Uh, he already made uh, – he made under a million dollars last year, and he had almost a 75 grading. So he – and he can play both guard and tackle. Also a good one. Good one. I'm taking uh, – my mine got mine is uh, – you guys already know I've said it. Yeah. The guard, the guard from the Colts is the guy to get because he just blocked for – what do you call it? The best back in the league. Nelson, a free agent? Yeah, he's a free agent. And he is? And he's under. No, not Nelson. Not Nelson. No, no. So no, not the other Nelson. guy. No. No. He's the, he's the, he's the, uh, the right guard. Um, why am I, I? I always forget this cat's name. He's got, um, he's got a Polish name. Yeah. There's a is W it? in it somewhere. Hang on. I'm, now I got to look it up now. Um, and the guy's under $6 million fresh. He's so affordable, and he just blocked for <coughs> – we just blocked for the best running back in the league. Well, if he's a free agent, how do you know he's under six million? Because you just look at what he, you you look at. No, what he, he made, made this year. What he made this year? Yeah. Gotcha. Like he was. Like so we all line. agree. We all agree. Offensive line. If they're gonna make one free to sign, offensive line yeah. makes a ton of sense. Inter- interior. I would go Glow- interior over. That's what I think. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, it's Glowowski. and and uh, you know he 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 would be the right guard. He would fit in for for Hernandez. And like I said, he's 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 tough. He's cheap. That's my guy. All right, um, Zane, uh, veteran QB or Jones as the starter next year? Jones is my starter under contract. Don't need a if you a bring in QB so in his place, but you still bring one in because his durability is in question. Yes. So if you brought so if you brought in Mariota or Dalton, you'd still start Jones. Oh yeah, he's still my starter. I'm not removing him. He's young. He's got talent. I'm not giving up on him. That's crazy. I think he's he's doable. Again, I believe he can be top 15, and that's good enough to start somewhere. And then for a backup, I'd look at a Teddy Bridgewater, perhaps a pros pro oh. could still be good. His- I like Bridgewater. I mean, no, that's the worst. Listen, we all love Teddy Bridgewater, but he can't play on any team in any city for more than seven games. I would only, I would only need him for three games. That's how long Jones is usually out. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) For three, four games. Yeah, it's so true because I'm like, I really like Teddy too, but that guy can't stay healthy. But you know, a pros pro, Mariota, Dalton, Foles, Nick Foles. Don't forget, pros pros got experience. Yep. Uh, yeah. Personnel guy went to Duke, Chad uh, Cundler, Cundler, yeah, there you uh, go. Hopping Hots and, and Pettit too. Yeah, I, that was the guy that went to, um, to Duke. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Chris Pettit must go. Let's go. Yep. Get Chris Pettit out. All right, I think that's all I have. Oh, okay. Um, uh, fresh. If in your with your first pick, which is probably what number five or number six, right? Number five and five seven. Seven. 
Well, okay, so five is the first pick, right? Um, If there's an edge and a lineman there, who do you want first, and then who do you want second? Cool. Um, I'm taking Neil if he's available. So you're taking him at five? I would really, really have to think about it, though, if Hutchinson is there somehow. But I don't think that Hutchinson will be there at five. But you asked about edge. Um, So then what do you take at seven? If there's an – if uh, Thibodeau, Thibodeau is there, do you, do, you, do you take him at seven? If he, oh, if yeah, he, if he <laughs> over, falls over, over Lindenbaum, <laughs> he's not falling to seven. If he, yeah, falls, exactly. I know, but we're if Hutchinson, <laughs> if Hutchinson or, or Tibbs is there at five, you have to think about it. But I'm, I, I like Neil if he's there and Linderbaum at seven if he's there. He okay. will be there at seven, Lindenbaum. Yeah, and also, Hopefully. guys, just just remember what happens every year. Every year, it doesn't. This isn't my. QBs, yeah, yeah. This isn't my opinion. This is a. This is a philosophy called shiny nickel syndrome. Okay, there will be two teams. Uh, I think me and Fresh and me and the Truth Bowl talked about it. Either Denver, New Orleans, or Texas. You know, maybe even a. Uh, you know, a, a, a Atlanta. You know what I mean? Like someone's moving up to get Corral and Pickett. What about Which, Detroit? Is Detroit set on golf? I mean, they could pick right where they're sitting. Yeah, but the, they they got two first round picks, so they can they can go quarterback in that second first round pick. Correct. So I'm talking about somebody that wants to move up. Regardless, they did it with Haskins, they did it with Trubisky, <clears throat> they did it with Murray. Someone, a team will do it, which will push back Thibodeau which will push back Hutchinson, which will push Neil back, you know, at a minimum of one spot. They're the first two picks of the draft, those two guys. I think. Who's that? Who, the, the, Hutchinson, yeah. Hutchinson and Thibodeau. Hutchinson Wait, and Thibodeau, the first two picks in the draft. Unless they, tra- unless a quarterback team trades up. Yeah, I, I think right now that, that New, Orleans, New Orleans needs a QB. They're going to come for it. I think they'll be out of their mind to go get a guy – in, in, in uh, first pick overall quarterback and make a trade and give up capital and do that. You can sit yeah, and but, wait for one. But there's only two in the draft. The rest of them are bums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, uh, Pickett, Pickett and Corral are that much of a gap between the other guys. They're okay. They're, there's not a big gap where you say, oh, my God, this guy's a real deal. They're not. The point is, is that there's five teams that need quarterbacks, and it's you know how it is. These guys want someone to will overpay for one of them yeah. when it comes down to it. It's the same thing that happens every year. All right, that that should be that should be a f- the first quarterback coming off the board. I think if we're I think it's six. If we're lucky, Houston at three might have a quarterback issue too. Mills isn't the guy, and we don't know what's happening with yeah, Watson. They might no, keep Mills. Listen, you, me and Fresh talked about this today. You cannot, under any circumstances, go into camp with that as your only quarterback. They have to. Like, there's no other way around it. The Texans need to draft a quarterback. Like, unless they're signing Russell Wilson, you you can't. You right, can't so that's what I'm saying. Don't take them yeah, out of they, sitting at three and picking. Don't take them out of their running to pick one of those two guys. I think well, they'd be – I hope they do because I, I think they'd be crazy. They can wait to round two early and get a guy like Riddler or, or a guy like Strong. Well, that's but my hope too. My hope that they pick them early. to have those guys not make it at the quarterback spot because you're still – your franchise is in the hole. Like it's just a philosophy of I need the best quarterback that's there to see if, as Zane said earlier, whether he's a stopgap guy or the next guy 
or we groom them, like Pickett and Corral are, are going to go in the first eight picks. Yes, I agree with that. I think they're going six and eight. Yeah, Carolina I, and Atlanta. Unless no. somebody trades. Texas, unless there's someone trading up. The Texans are taking Pickett. No, nah, I don't At three? No. Nah. At three? Yep. All right. Like, wait, 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 hold it. Hold it, Craig. I'll take I'll take over. I'll take over the writing here. Hold on. Let me write that <laughs> right down. down. Unless you unless you guys think unless you think but because Corral got hurt in the in the bowl game. I it's mean, not serious. That's what I read. No, but I don't I don't know. I mean there's no way that the, the Texans are not going to take a quarterback. No, Where's their other pick? I'm with you. I'm with you, Stuart. You know, you know, when you're looking at this draft of position players, they are so much better. And when you talk about best player available and need, sometimes when you go for need too much, you, you burn your ass. You, you burn your happens, butt. And it happens every year. Well, I, listen. As a Giant I'm fan, a, I hope they do. I hope I'm, Houston yeah, does go for quarterback and throw. I'm with I'm with you guys on what should happen, but the reality is what? How many do we go through? Josh Rosen, um, uh, Murray, Trubisky, Haskins. Like we can go we can go through a laundry list. Of, they all move a spot or two or three or four. They just want to make sure they go into camp with the best quarterback possible. So they're all looking for the guy because Kenny Pickett may turn out to be, uh, you know, David Carr or Derek Carr. And that would be just fine because Derek Carr is a top, top 10 QB. And that would oh, be, that's, you know, that's huge. Okay. So, so anything's like, possible, I guess everything's possible. That's all. That's all my point is, is that I don't know if they could gamble on not getting a quarterback. Like what happens if, if Corral and Pickett go to, Go to Denver and Atlanta, and then you don't got anybody. Now you're, now you're really, you know, changing your board. In the, I, in the I'd top, have to think. Go ahead, Jane. Go ahead. In, in the top ten picks, at least five teams could go for a quarterback. At least five teams today can select a quarterback, and that's the hope that of those five teams, whether they come up or sit where they are, at least. Are five you including teams the Giants in that top five? And those in no, five teams? No, no, no. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, so you, but you, you got Denver, Denver, Denver Atlanta. Atlanta, Carolina, Houston, Detroit. They all need quarterbacks. And did you say Denver? Yeah, yeah, he did. Denver's at nine, right? They're picking nine. Denver's at nine, I believe. Yeah. Now, if not at nine, Corral may be there at nine, but Pickett's gonna go. Well, Denver, as, Denver could leapfrog. Uh, yeah, Denver could leapfrog Atlanta, so Atlanta doesn't get Corral. And guess who's sitting at seven who could trade back a little bit and get some more capital? That's These right. Guys. And still get Lindenbaum. Guys. And exactly. still get Lindenbaum. That, and that right there is the truth. That's Fresh. the truth. Fresh. If you had a choice of, of Neil Hutchinson or Thibodeau, who are you taking? I think I would probably take Hutchinson, but I, I just don't believe that we're going to have that opportunity. I, I That's why I uh, – Two or two of those guys will be gone. All right, uh, Zane. If you have a choice between Lindenbaum or Thibodeau, who are you taking? At which pick? At five. Oh, Thibodeau. Yeah. At five, Thibodeau, hundred percent. Yeah. You're taking Thibodeau. You're taking Thibodeau over Neil. Thibodeau over Neil at five. Yeah. Boy, I'll tell you, yeah, I would, because I could get a, I could get a pretty good tackle 
uh, with the seventh pick, or I can get it in the first of the in the second you round. You take Hutchinson over Thibodeau, Michael? No. You would take Thibodeau over Hutchinson, or or vice versa. Which of the ends? Well, well, that's a good one because they both have. The, I mean, I watch these guys. I watch film on both of them, and they do have. You know, they do have uh, flaws. You know, no one's perfect. Um, uh, so here's a for you, Truth. Here's a, here's a great question for you right now with with Leonard Williams right in the middle, probably playing either nose tackle or you know de either, and Ojolari on the outside. Who fits best to wreck that game between those two? Well, I, it sounds like Thibodeau would be the guy. I would think. Uh, I, I, you know, he's he's extremely. He goes sideline to sideline with the best of them, and he can move. Um, I would say I would be a slight edge Thibodeau over Hutchison. Why? It's a three-four, right? Yeah, yeah, three-four. That's so just what I said. Three-four. Yeah. Yeah, just what I said. I think he has more range. I think he can go sideline to sidelines, and. Um, I, I he I think he transitioned well in the NFL. I think Hudson's going to be a good player too. Don't get me wrong. He's more um, of a JJ Watt four three type of a guy. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, I see that. But I tell you the truth, if we get the guy we like at number five, I, I I'd be open minded to trade back at seven if I get a right deal. If yeah, I can get I'm, another, if I get another second round pick. And uh, possibly another late pick or something else. Uh, I don't think we're going to see the same trade we got last year. I don't see the that. New York, the New York Giants have five picks in the first three rounds to right. actually actually win eight games next year and compete on any level, which is a huge leap, right? From where because of how much change they're going to have. The Giants have to come out with four out of five starters. Five picks in the first three rounds. Four of them have to start. Three of them on the line somewhere between guard, tackle, and center. Two well, have to be studs. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that. But listen, the strange things I have, they don't have to all be up from the first three rounds. You can get a I'm starter at day three. I know, but but the percentage is so much smaller as it goes. True. I'm saying true. I'm just true. looking at those first five picks are crucial though, Michael. They gotta have yeah. two studs and five starters. Yep. I agree. I agree. It's, so what's wrong with trade back and get six picks in the top three? It's the most – yeah, but here's the thing. It's the most influential draft since Eli Manning for this franchise. You could say it might have been Barkley, but they blew it. Okay? We like Barkley, but, you know, at two we could have gone a million different ways. You know, um, and same thing with Evan Ingram passing up on Ramchek. This is the draft where we don't pass up on talent. We don't, we don't try okay. to stick a round peg in a square hole – we don't say, oh, well, that guy will be there. This is the draft, the most influential draft since Eli was drafted in 2004, where they go in, draft five guys. Whoop, can't see my hand. Uh, five guys in the first three rounds and potentially have five starters. And as Fresh said, four of them are studs. Yeah, the two have to be like otherworldly. The other guys nope. could be like serviceable. I said this to, <laughs> I said this to Fresh on the phone today. That in the third round, Michael, they could literally draft one, and you know it because you you're the draft guru. They could come away with one, the best tight end in college football. There's a couple of tight ends, and yeah. now you got the next Zach Ertz, or you got the next, um, you know, whoever you want to put on there. The next George Kittle. Instead of waiting to draft a great tight end in the fifth round, there are there are three or four tight ends, a Notre Dame, Boston College kid, right in the third round. With their last pick, that fifth pick, which is the second pick of the third round, should be a tight end. Anyway, 
a story for another day, folks. We've been on way too long. <laughs> You're probably all asleep out there. Um, thanks for hanging out. It's just another episode of the Giants, guys. NYGiantsRush.com. We're brought to you by Pickup. Go to NYGiantsRush.com and play the pickups. They're pickup props. Here's the thing. doesn't cost you anything. It's free. And when you accumulate points, they're, 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 uh, we're sponsored by Fanatics, so you can win free gear. So just play the props, win the props, and get free gear. Everybody loves free gear, people. All right? Little Rush says, let's go. Well, yeah, let, let's go to bed, Little Rush. That's where you probably should be. Uh-huh. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We love you guys. Now, we'll be back. Appreciate everybody. Trash show coming. Peace. Peace.